RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm out as well. The headlines. The suspect in yesterday's shooting in Cory Bay Park remains in custody. The MTR slams unproven charges over Hong Kong station scandal. And a housing expert says a vacancy tax won't cool the property market. The 44-year-old suspect in yesterday's shooting in Quarry Bay Park remains in custody as police investigate where she, where she got the gun from. Police recovered three firearms from the suspect's home and another from the scene of the crime in, in which an 80-year-old woman died and three others were hospitalised. It's believed to be a family dispute. The vice chairman of Lechco's security panel, James Toe, says Hong Kong has strict regulations on gun possession, which is only allowed by licensed security firms dealing with the delivery of money. Meanwhile, at a summit held by the American Chamber of Commerce, the chief executive Carrie Lam said Hong Kong remained a very safe place. We are one of the safest cities in the world. Of course, people get a bit worried about the incident uh, yesterday. But I want to assure you that uh, our enforcement agencies are doing an extremely good job. And the crime rate in Hong Kong is at a very low level compared to what we have seen uh, about two or three decades ago. Security Secretary John Lee says the government is highly concerned about the shooting and he stressed there are stringent laws in terms of the storage and use of firearms. Anybody who wants to possess a gun, he must get the approval of the Commissioner of Police and a license in which the condition, including the use and storage of the firearm, is very clearly specified. In regard to smuggling of firearms by person or by goods, Both the Immigration Department officers and Customs officers have been taking strong enforcement action. So collectively, the law enforcement agencies exercise strict control on the inflow of firearms into Hong Kong. The MTR Corporation has published a statement in major Chinese and English language newspapers criticising allegations over work flaws at the Hong Kong station of its Shatin to Central Rail Link. It says it referred some unproven claims to law enforcement agencies, saying unsubstantiated allegations or speculation don't help provide a clearer picture of what happened. It wasn't clear to what allegations the MTRC was referring. A housing expert says a vacancy tax won't cool the property market as developers will still have ultimate control over the total number of flat sales. A special executive council meeting takes place tomorrow to discuss the idea of a tax on developers who don't immediately sell finished flats. Dr Lawrence Poon from City University said the tax could help release some 9,000 completed units currently in the market. It doesn't mean the property price will be cooled down because the developer can control uh, the total number of sales. Uh, on the one hand, they may increase the sale of the completed units because if they are not going to sell that, they may have to be charged the vacancy tax. But on the other hand, they can withhold the sale of some uncompleted units. So the total number of sale units may be equal. The Consumer Council has warned that education advisory agents may give out biased recommendation because they are hired by overseas schools. The watchdog says the impartiality of the agents are in question after it found 25 such so-called consultants actually works work for some of the schools abroad. It added that the agents would usually receive a commission from any successful referral. It says such practices tend to mount to concealing facts from customers. The council's chief executive, Gili Wong, 
urged the agents to improve their practice before tougher action is being taken. We believe you know, standardizing the quality and also better disclosure, better conduct, uh, better qualification, and also um, helping um, the students um, to identify you know, their own career aspiration would be very important. But what if the industry is not doing well? Like many other industries, like travel, insurance, if self-regulation doesn't work, then you know, we have to look into the legislative route. The Hong Kong Taxi Council has launched a three-month courtesy campaign and is calling on the government to take up the course in the long run. During the campaign, dozens of college students have been hired to help people at taxi stands and stickers placed inside cabs to remind drivers and passengers of best practices. It's the second time the council has held a courtesy campaign. Here's its chairman, Hang Wing Tat. It's actually government's responsibility. We just demonstrate that the government it helps a lot of people and it is, it, we got a lot of places from passengers. Because at stations, especially busy taxi stations, there's a lot of queries about taxi services. As you know, that there are a lot of taxis, they wait there, they don't take up passengers. The passenger butts why they don't take up passengers. They may launch complaints. And then passengers queue up for a long time and cannot get a taxi. Or passengers who may just take a very short journey because they don't know where is the destination. Political analyst Joseph Chang says the former Health Secretary Ko Wing-man has a good chance of winning an upcoming Let's Go By election if he decides to run. The poll on November the 25th in Kowloon West will fill the seat held by Democracy Groundworks Lao Xiu Lai, who was disqualified for her behaviour during the swearing-in ceremony. Ms Lao has said if she's barred from contesting the by-election, she'll back an pan-democrat Lee Chuk Yam. But Mr Chang says the democracy camp may find it difficult to mobilise Supporters. The pro-establishment camp is very ambitious. It would certainly like to win the seat with a very strong candidate like Going Man. I do believe that there is a good chance even for Mr. Go to win the seat if he so decides to run. He certainly has a good image and a good record of service. And in a kind of situation of single-member constituency by election, it is a bit difficult for the pro-democracy camp to engage in effective mobilization. Mr Chang also says it's absurd to allow a proxy vote system in district councils. Yesterday, Samshou pro-district councillors voted to bar members from casting proxy votes when they are absent, although the practice still takes place in 12 of Hong Kong's 18 district councils. Mr Chang says proxy votes aren't allowed in Hong Kong's legislature nor in various government statutory bodies or advisory committees. The whole idea is that you have to attend the meetings, you have to listen to the views expressed by both sides, as well as the information, arguments presented by relevant government officials and other organizations concerned. So it is rather absurd to have proxy votes in the voting processes in the district councils. President Trump has celebrated the Supreme Court decision to back one of his key initiatives, a travel ban targeting five Muslim-majority countries. Speaking at the White House, he said in an era of worldwide terrorism, we have to be tough and we have to be safe. This is a great victory for our Constitution. We have to be tough and we have to be safe and we have to be secure. At a minimum, we have to make sure that We vet people coming into the country. We know who's coming in. We know where they're coming from. We just have to know who's coming here. 
The ruling shows that all of the attacks from the media and the Democrat politicians are wrong, and they turned out to be very wrong. There's been a tough warning from for potential for potential illegal migrants from Mr. Trump's vice president. Mike Pence said Central American citizens shouldn't risk their lives by trying to cross illegally into the U.S. He was speaking in Brazil at the beginning of a Latin American tour. You are our neighbors. We want you and your nations to prosper and thrive across Central America. Don't risk your lives or the lives of your children by trying to come to the United States on a road run by drug smugglers and human traffickers. If you can't come legally, don't come at all. President Macron says six EU countries, including France, have agreed to accept a share of more than 230 migrants stranded on a rescue ship in the Mediterranean. Italy and Portugal are among those who have agreed to take those on board from the vessel, the Lifeline. The Lifeline. Malta, which had said it would only allow the migrants to land if other EU countries took a quota, has now agreed to let the ship dock. Here's Mr Macron. So I can confirm that France will be one of the few member states that will pick up people who are on the Lifeline ship today when they arrive in a European port. And French officials are already on their way to Malta to be able to carry out this mission. The campaign group Amnesty International says it has evidence the military in Myanmar had been preparing for an offensive against the Rohingya people before a series of attacks by Rohingya militants on the security services last August. Matthew Wells of Amnesty said the Burmese military targeted villages in a coordinated campaign of rape, torture and murder. Our new report is Amnesty's most comprehensive look at the brutal and systematic campaign of violence that the Myanmar military unleashed on the Rohingya population in northern Rakhine state. In a number of villages, we have documented how Myanmar soldiers carried out rape and other sexual violence against Rohingya women and girls. The army has always insisted its operation, which led to the flight of 700,000 people, was a response to a specific terrorist attack. Polling is underway in regional elections across Indonesia. More than 160 million Indonesians are registered to cast their votes in what's being seen as a major electoral test for parties backing President Joko Widodo. He is expected to seek a second term next year when his main challenger is once again likely to be the retired general Prabowo Subiano. Parliamentarians in the Australian state of New South Wales are facing calls to be banned from drinking alcohol after several MPs were accused of being drunk during question time. Several opposition lawmakers were expelled from the New South Wales chamber after the speaker had called them blockheads and idiots. From Sydney, here's the BBC's Phil Mercer. They call it the bear pit. The lower house of the New South Wales state parliament is often rowdy. Opposition MPs have been accused of turning up drunk by the Speaker, Shelley Hancock. She threw six of them out of the chamber, but they deny they were under the influence of alcohol. There are now calls in Australia's most populous state for parliamentarians like teachers and police officers to be banned from drinking at work. 
A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,716. There's 162 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $50 billion. The US dollar is trading at 109.89 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 37 cents. Now to sports, here's Adam Chung. We start with football. A late winner has put Argentina through to the last 16 of the World Cup. Marcos Rojos scored on a superb volley on the 86th minute to give Argentina a 2-1 win over Nigeria. They'll play France in the next round. With more, the BBC's John Bennett. This time, Lionel Messi wasn't Argentina's saviour. With four minutes to go, an unlikely hero stepped up from the back. Manchester United defender Marcus Rojo surged into the box to side-foot home a pinpoint cross and send Argentina through. So Messi magic had got the team off to a flying start when a great first touch, swerve and finish gave them a 1-0 lead on 15 minutes. But after half-time, Nigeria fought back. Javier Mascherano capped a nightmare performance, hauling down Leon Balogun in the box. Victor Moses held his nerve to score the penalty. The African side then had another penalty appeal turned down and Odion Igalo missed two great chances. But it was Rojo who took his and under pressure Jorge Sampaoli keeps his job. Croatia beat Iceland 2-1 to complete the group stage with three wins and will next face Denmark. France, who had already qualified from Group C, played out a goalless draw with Denmark, who also progressed. Peru knew they were going home but finished their campaign by beating Australia 2-0 for their first win at a World Cup in 40 years. Goals from Andre Carrillo and captain Paolo Guerrero were enough to deny Australia from progressing. The BBC's Phil Mercer believes Australia failed to deliver when it really mattered. Once again, it's been a story of a lack of quality up front and fragility at the back. And perhaps Australia's plight is summed up by the fact that they called on the services in the second half of a 38-year-old striker, Tim Cahill, playing in his fourth World Cup. Not uh, even he could conjure any sort of fight back. Away from football, Sri Lanka's cricketers have beaten the West Indies by four wickets in the third and final test in Barbados to level the series. Set 144 to win, the tourists reached their total for the loss of six wickets. Kuso Pereira battled through a painful chest injury to see his side home in partnership with Diruan Pereira. It made Sri Lanka the first Asian side to win a test at the famous Kensington Oval. Track cyclist Christina Vogel has been seriously hurt from a crash during training in her native Germany. The reigning Olympic sprint champion suffered a severe spinal injury after a high-speed collision with another cyclist. Vogel was training for the German Grand Prix, which starts on Friday. She also had a serious accident in 2009 that left her in a coma for two days. She then returned three years later to win gold in the team sprint at the London Olympics. And as you look at sports... Adam Chung there, and that's the news from RTHK. Listening for the best. My reputation's never been worse, so you must like me for me. We can't make any promises now, can we, babe? But you can make me dream. Where you at? Phone lights at my nightstand in the black Come here, you can meet 
Is it chill that you're in my head? Cause I know that it's delicate. Is it cool that I said all that? Is it too soon to do this yet? Cause I know that it's delicate. Isn't it? Isn't it?